Welcome to the uh, program. I want to tell you about sweat block. Uh, I got up yesterday. I put deodorant and I put sweat block on with the wipes. They're amazing. I think on Sunday. Yesterday, I got up at 5 a.m., did all kinds of work, got onto a plane at 3, had to give a speech in Virginia at 7, didn't get back home and in my bed until 2. And I... I got up this morning, and usually after a day like that, I'm like, Woof, you are ripe, brother. Um, I wasn't. And it's because of these sweat block wipes. They're really amazing. You put a wipe, and you just wipe under each arm, and you do it like once a week. Right now, you can get 20% off at sweatblock.com if you use the promo code BECK. Now, you can get them at Amazon if you want. Um, but you'll save money if you go to sweatblock.com. Get their wipes. Use the promo code BECK. All right. Final hour of the uh, program. And who knows? It, I could mean that. It might be our final hour. I mean, we should appreciate the moment we're in, in these moments, and really look at these moments and think about moments and how to appreciate moments, especially moments like this, the ones that we're in now. is sick twisted freak welcome to the program there is a lot to comment on and give perspective there was something really good that happened at the supreme court yesterday that if it goes awry it could mean really truly the end of you owning anything it looks like the supreme court really was just off the bat just rejecting this argument it's an important case it was the last case they were hearing uh this season I'm going to recap it for you and so much more in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about my pillow. You know, the whole, you know, I want to be comfortable and cool in bed. Look, I don't care if I'm hip and cool with all the cool kids when I'm sleeping. I just want to be comfortable. Oh, you didn't mean cool that way. Well, I'm cool when I'm sleeping anyway, so... I don't. Anyway, uh, I want you to uh, check out the Giza Dream Sheets. They're made with the world's best cotton, Giza cotton from Egypt. In- incredibly soft, incredibly uh, breathable. And all the cool kids have it. So if you, I mean, you want to go into the lunchroom and sit there with a bunch of people that have Giza Dream Sheets and you don't have them, it's up to you. But I want to be where the cool kids are. My promo code is Beck. You go to MyPillow.com. You can get these sheets now for as low as $29.98. I've been sleeping on these sheets for years, and I'm telling you, they are really great. Upgrade and pay less. 
29.98 that's that's the starting price check them out yourself go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener square check out the sale on the giza dream sheets when you click on that square you're also going to find deals on other my pillow products including their slippers which are also great uh, but these uh, sales only last for a short time. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. It is MyPillow.com. All righty. Let me tell you what happened in the Supreme Court yesterday. Uh, the Supreme Court, according to the um, New York Times, and this must have killed them to write this, The Supreme Court seemed united on Wednesday, quoting the Times, in the last scheduled argument of its current term, in a distaste for how county officials in Minnesota had treated a 94-year-old woman who had stopped paying property taxes on her condominium after moving into an assisted living center. By the time the county seized the property, The woman, Geraldine Tyler, owed about $2,000 in taxes and $13,000 in penalties and interest. The county seized her condo and sold it at auction for $40,000. It not only kept the $15,000 that everybody agrees is the county's tax money and penalties, but the remaining $25,000. That's a problem. And listen to how the debate went. Um, According to Minnesota law, the entire value of any property that is seized, even when the debts owed amounted to a small portion of it, all proceeds go to the state or the county. Okay. The lawyer for Miss Tyler Uh, said the county had an obligation to repay the balance under the Constitution's takings clause, which said that property cannot be taken for public use without just compensation. A A debt collector may not take more than what is owed, she said. Now, here's what happened with the justices. Uh, They started uh, questioning the attorneys and Neil, um, Uh, Kate, y'all, he's the guy who defended the county's actions. He said this is all rooted in in historic practice. Uh, You know, this you can go back all the way to England. And Gorsuch said. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're going back and you're stating English law laws on this particular thing that was enacted in 1278 in medieval England. The guy's like, I'm just showing you historic precedents. He's like, Gorsuch said, the statute of Gloucester was about lands owned by the feudal lord and what happens when a vassal fails to provide enough wheat to his lord. I don't really understand how this is helping anybody. So um, Kagan even came out and said, Are there any limits to what the county can take? She said, I mean, $5,000 tax debt and a $5 million house. Do you take the house and keep the rest or do you have to give it back? The attorney for the county said, well, it wouldn't run afoul of the takings clause if we did that. (laughs) Really? 
Kagan pressed on, asking whether the government could confiscate $100,000 in a bank account to pay off a $10,000 debt. He said, well, cash is different. Then Amy Comey Barrett uh, asked whether a car could be seized and sold to satisfy a $20 parking ticket. He said, well, there's no historic tradition supporting the parking ticket. (laughs) Well, no, they didn't have cars back in 1278. Barrett responded, well, there weren't cars back then. Exactly what I said. Uh, Why would we read the Constitution to disfavor real property? That seems counterintuitive. Chief Justice John Roberts, the loser, said, I think you have things backward. I think you're right that there is a, a difference between the value that our history places upon money and property. But I think it's the exact opposite of what you're saying. So it looks like pretty much all of the judges immediately rejected this. This is so important that they rule correctly and broadly on this. This We have a problem with our uh, counties, our police, local, that they can just seize property and then not give it back to you because you were suspected of a crime and you have to prove yourself innocent. And even when you do prove yourself innocent, they don't have to give the property back. It, it is, it's absolutely un-American and unconstitutional. This is something that I think when people start to have a problem paying their taxes, which will come, you start, you're not paying your property tax. If they can take your $250,000 home for $20,000 worth of taxes and they don't have to give you that money back, uh, you'll, you won't have a home. You won't have a home because it it will be a way for the county to take money so they can keep their services going. And then the federal government can just pay for their sustenance after that. Yeah. That'll be perfect. What a a wonderful circular economy. Yeah. This is really important. I have to tell you, Donald Trump was absolutely a godsend. If if we didn't have those three uh, appointees... Mm. And Supreme Court. Supreme Court would have been completely different. And we'd really be screwed. We'd really be screwed. Um, let me give you a couple of other things here. The House Republicans passed a uh, package on Wednesday to raise the debt limit through early next year. However, it comes with a catch. You have to reduce the government spending. Now, the Democrats said, that is ridiculous. That's going to put us in the poorhouse. There's no more food in the cupboards. Really? The legislation called the Limit, Save, Grow Act of 2023 passed uh, 217 to 215 with no Democratic support. It was that close. Um, McCarthy says we can't sit back and ignore the problem like the president has. We want to sit down. We want to work together. That's exactly what this bill does to put us into an ability to negotiate. The bill comes in response to the U.S. approaching its debt ceiling as early as this summer. It might even come closer to May or early June. 
uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has warned of an economic catastrophe. Now, listen, this is your Treasury Secretary saying if we don't come up with an agreement for the debt ceiling, it will be an economic catastrophe. So what's being done? The Republicans have a bill that they have set up that takes away some of the just grotesque spending. Okay, you're not getting the new IRS agents. We're not giving you $80 million for new IRS agents. Um, you're, we're also going to cut way, way back on all of these green things that you're doing and that you hid in the Inflation Reduction Act. So don't tell me you got it passed with the American people. The American people didn't know what it was. And you've been on the road even saying that. So this isn't something the American people were for. So we're going to save $4.8 trillion over the next year if they will pass this. Joe Biden says, I'm not signing it. I'll veto it. It's not going to. It's dead. It's not going to pass the Senate and it's dead. And he said, I want a clean budget bill. I want a debt ceiling bill that is clean. No conditions. Go screw yourself, man. I'm so sick of these people in the administration spending our money. I mean, I heard them giving, you know, for green energy, a billion dollars. <throat> he just gave a billion dollars to China. How? Why, why doesn't any of this have to go through Congress anymore and be debated? How can the president just release a check for a billion dollars to a country that many of us know to be an enemy of the United States. How can he spend our money like that? And he's saying, nope, I want clean. I'm sorry, dude. That's a dictatorship. And obviously, at $4.8 trillion, the Republicans are, uh, in my case, I, I don't think tough enough. But at least they're standing up and they're being tough on this. You're not going to negotiate at all. And then you're going to blame the Republicans. That's what's happening. Uh, you have to call your congressman. I mean, at 217, they, these people will fold like cheap suits if they don't know that you're behind them. It's important to call in the good times, maybe even more important in the good times. You should call your congressman and thank them for voting for this reduction of the deficit and the debt ceiling uh, limit. Call them and say, we're, in your, we're on your side. Don't give in. Don't give in. If they, if they fold again, there's nothing left of the Republican Party. There's nothing left. If you can't stand and accomplish anything these guys are, they are governmental and economic terrorists. You have your Secretary of Treasury saying, you have to pass this. It has to pass. I don't believe that, but that's what she's saying. Economic catastrophe. They're coming to the table and say, we'll pass it. But there are some concessions here. You have to work with us. The president saying he will not negotiate. That's terrorist stuff, an economic terrorist. And think of how low our standards are at this point. Like yeah, your first standard would be 
don't go into debt, right? Like that yeah, would be no a, more, no more without even, raising the debt ceiling. No, no, I'm not even saying that. Your first standard would be don't go into debt. Okay, There's yeah. no ceiling to hit because right. you don't, you spend within your means, right? Right, right. We've completely abandoned that, obviously. Then you have the debt limit. And you could say, well, maybe the debt limit was set for, to say, okay, well, let's come up with a really high number that we should never bump up against. But that's not even what this is. No. So forget that standard too. This standard, the debt ceiling as it exists right now, is designed to just, hey, when we get close to this com- this point, we will all realize we're out of control and we need to make some changes to slow this down. Right. And then we can even raise it. The Democrats won't even hit that standard. They won't even say... Let's just come together and figure out a couple things to slow this down. They are saying we want to be able to spend any amount of money at any time. And what's the point of having a debt ceiling at all if you're going to have that standard? I think the Democrats made that argument a couple of years ago. They want to get rid of it completely. Get rid of the debt ceiling. Just Just let us spend. Just let us go full MMT. That is crazy. Crazy. Just crazy. Republicans, good step one. Don't lose your nerve. All right. Let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Goldline. All of this stuff. In fact, let me give you a couple of stories here. Um, Okay. From the Global Times. De-dollarization inevitable as dollar steps down from altar. It's a whole story about how nobody thought this was possible, but de-dollarization is happening. Shortcut understanding on that. If the world dumps the dollar, we're Venezuela overnight. Okay. De-dollarization inevitable. Then you have this story. Um, de-dollarization. Juan tops U.S. dollar for first time in Chinese cross-border transactions. Okay. Then this story yesterday. Brazil's Lula supports trading currency for BRICS country, uh, countries. Then you have this. Buenos Aires Times, Argentina to pay for Chinese imports in yuan instead of dollars. Then you get this from Reuters. The world is not dumping dollars. Experts say that this hullabaloo about the world weaning itself off the U.S. dollar, hard numbers show that's not true. Now, which one of these do you believe? Which one? May I suggest, if you happen to agree with me that this is inevitable, as that one uh, opinion piece said, uh, you want to protect the money that you have. When the dollar loses its value, almost everything you have is in dollars. Your stocks, in dollars. They pay out in dollars. All your stocks, even if they, they you're not wiped out from a stock crash, just the dollar changing, your, your retirement, you got nothing because inflation will shoot through the roof and they're going to pay you out in dollars. So may I suggest that you have maybe 10%, just 10% of what you have in some sort of silver or gold, precious metals, the central banks all around the world that are trying to collapse our dollar are all going into gold and silver. All of them buying it up by the tons. What are you doing? What is our government doing? Our government is in denial. How about you? 
I want you to call Goldline right now. They have all kinds of silver bars, coins, and everything else. And this week, Goldline has very hard to find five-ounce silver coins with an additional free silver as their special. You buy silver, you get more uh, silver. Every box of 100 of the five-ounce silver coins, you're going to receive 50 of the Mind Your Business silver bars. No additional cost. Don't wait. Find what's right for you and your family. These will sell out this week. Call them now, 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Did you see what Steve Bannon is is actually suggesting Donald Trump consider? <laughs> yes, I did see that proposal. This no, is not not excited about it. This is nuts. Yeah. He's saying Trump should pick as his vice president RFK Jr. Now, there is there is some sound thinking here. You just read a poll to me off air. Uh, that shows Biden at what? Yeah. RFK. Let me give you this too. This is an Emerson poll, um, and it has uh, Joe Biden at seventy percent of the vote in the Democratic primary. RFK Jr. at twenty-one, which is really high for a candidate that is not, you know, um, it's just in uh, and yeah, not a mainstream. Not, yeah, not thought of as yeah. a real threat to Biden. So, 21% is high for yeah. a challenger. And Emerson may not be reliable on this particular poll, but let's take it at face value. Let's say it is. I think this speaks volumes because he's running. <laughs> it's hard to say with a straight face. He's running as an anti-establishment, small government kind of guy. He wants to break up the deep state. He wants to break up the CIA. He wants to, you know, go after the CDC. He wants all these experts out. Okay. That's what he's running on. Well, that's the same thing that Donald Trump is running on. So that says, if this poll is right, that says 21% out of the box without really hearing a case, 21% are saying, I want somebody to break it up. Of Democrats, mm. of Democrats, that shows we have more in common than ever before. So if that were true, and I can't base it on one poll, but if that were true, politically, just by the numbers, that would make sense. But I wouldn't I would hate to lose President Trump and receive a die hard liberal. I mean, Die hard. Arrest people who don't who oppose climate change. Yes. That's literally one of the things he said many, yes. many times over the years. Yeah. If you th- if you don't go with the Al Gore version of climate change, you should be arrested and thrown in prison. And he means it. He means it. He means it. Uh, so no, um, I'm sorry, Mr. Bannon. I think that's a very I- a bad idea. The Glenn Beck Program. When was it you discovered? You couldn't do the things that you really love anymore. And what was that? Most of us have a thing or a series of them that we love to do. And one day it starts getting harder to do because you were in an accident. You, um, you know, you've got sports injuries like I have uh, or whatever it is. When you start losing the ability to do the things that you love to do because of pain, 
life changes, and it sucks a lot. I have been in that situation. I am gratefully not in that situation anymore because I listened to my wife, and I tried Relief Factor. I did not think it would work. She said, just try it for the three weeks. That's the quick start. You take it as directed. You try it for three weeks. If it's not working for you in three weeks, it's probably not going to work. But 70% of the people go on to order more. It's changed my life. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four relief. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four relief. Feel the difference. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code question everything and you'll save 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, there's a couple of things that I want to address. One is uh, a Disney filed suit against Ron DeSantis uh, yesterday. Um, because they say he's just uh, playing games and doesn't have right to do what he did. And I, I thoroughly uh, disagree with, uh, with that. But I don't think people understand what Ron DeSantis did. You know, I think they just see, oh, he got into a fight with Disney and he could lose. And I think it would be very bad for him to lose this fascinating political story for sure because you know what's the argument for Ron DeSantis to be president it's not that he fights with the media I mean Donald Trump already fights with the media and the argument for DeSantis is that he does these things in a you know, a more professionalized way and he scores real victories where Trump again I'm not saying I endorse this argument but like Trump gets in fights he's you know thinking about himself he likes the press coverage but there's no policy win that comes out of that. No real pushback where the argument with DeSantis is competency, right? The, the argument is he's running a state. He's winning elections by big margins. And when he enters in one of these big fights, he wins it and he scores a real policy victory. Um, you know, if he loses this against Disney, there's a huge dent in that idea. And one person who will notice that is named Donald Trump. And he will be pointing (laughs) this out all the time. He's already started. Correct. Um, Now, I don't know that you can say at this point that DeSantis has lost this. Uh, You know, the the back and forth is still up in the air. Now Disney's suing, but that's going to go on probably through this entire campaign. So people need to understand uh, what happened where what deal you're even talking about it's 1964 and somebody is buying up all the land in florida just hundreds and hundreds and thousands of acres and the press is starting to speculate and they think that it's maybe ford mcdonald douglas boeing or lockheed disney isn't even in the running because disney was courting San uh, St. Louis, and he was serious about making another Disneyland in St. Louis. But because St. Louis is known for brewing brewing companies, um, and he wouldn't allow beer in the park, he knew that was going to be a sticking point. So he continued to negotiate with them while they decided on Florida. Okay, now in. St. Louis, he would have built another just Disneyland. But Walt was driven 
by he didn't want the theme park. That's not what he was building in Florida. It was called the Florida Project. And he did not want to build the theme park. His brother forced him to build the Magic Kingdom first because he's like, your dream is very expensive and we're going to have to pay for it. So we're selling tickets so you can do the other. And so what Walt wanted was complete rights to the land. Disney World is the closest thing you will ever get to uh, like a Native American reservation where the United States has really nothing to say. Florida has nothing to say. It's as close to its own country as possible. And that's because Disney was selling everybody that he was going to go to San Francisco or to uh, St. Louis and every state wanted him. Because they saw what it did to Anaheim and to California. And Disney had said in like 64, when I do this, I will make uh, this the number one destination in the world. So he held all of the cards in 64. So he starts buying things up. Nobody knows. Behind the scenes, he's talking to uh, Governor Burns, I think was his name, uh, in Florida. And he makes all kinds of deals with Florida without anybody knowing it in the press. He had the right to have a nuclear power plant on Disney property. Okay. He had unbelievable rights, all trash. He could take care of and take care of all the trash in process. Cause he was going to do all of these experiments to redesign American cities. So he wanted this large scope where he could do just about anything. Okay. That's what Ron DeSantis is taking away. Okay. Now, Walt died in 66, or I mean, uh, 65. The governor and Walt Disney and Roy Disney said, hey, Disney Florida Project, it's coming to Florida. And it was a big hoopla. But in 66, Walt dies. Walt's the guy who knows what he's what he was planning. He's on his deathbed and he's talking to his brother and he says, please promise me that you will build Epcot. And he said, "Okay, yes, I will, Walt. But no one understood it. No one understood it. He was truly. Redesigning cities the way everything worked from traffic to housing to paint to to everything everything when he dies all that goes away because roy's like i don't nobody understood that vision he only had it we can't do that i no nobody nobody understood him he was so far ahead of his time so he dies a year after this is given this power now this power allows Disney to be their own police, everything, okay? It gives them, most importantly, it gives them the power of no inspections. So you want to build a ride? There's no delay on that. You don't have to wait for county approval or anything. You have to, Disney approves it, okay? And they have that because... 
Walt was so trusted and the brand was so strong and Florida was so desperate. Well, Disney made them the number one uh, destination, but they should not have any of those rights. Imagine being universal. SeaWorld. All of the hoops and red tape that you have to put up with if you want to build a new ride. All of the inspections, all of the money that goes to the county and the state for all of the lights and for everything you have to do. Disney doesn't have to do that. Is that fair at all? First of all, the reason why they have those privileges ended in 1966. They have kept those privileges and they've been decent stewards of their park and the land, etc., etc. But it has become an unfair advantage the minute other parks started to be built around Disney. Now it's now it's a public private partnership. Now the state has partnered with Disney and Really, they they can do anything they want because it's completely unfair competition. So when, uh, you know, he's arguing with Disney and Disney starts to get involved in politics. DeSantis, it wasn't something that was like, uh, you know, vindictive. It was like, okay, really, you're going to cross into politics. You know what? I think you've gotten too big for your britches. And uh, let me look into you guys. What, what kind of special deals do you have? DeSantis, I don't know if he even knew about the history of the, I think it's the Reedy Creek uh, Council. I don't even know if he knew the real history before he started looking into it. This is something that should have been dropped a long time ago, if you believe in the free market. Um, but they're suing him and saying that they deserve that, and that's the deal. It was a deal in 1965 for Walt, not Roy, for Walt. And I, I think you could argue, look, as a conservative, moving closer to that for all the parks might be a good standard, right? Like not not just singling out one. Correct. Like giving other parks the rights to be a little bit more innovative and do their own thing as well. Maybe not that entire package they gave Walt, but like, I think lowering red tape is a great idea in most of these circumstances, but these other places don't have those rights. Right. And you can't give just because Disney that I know of hasn't had a lot of people die on the pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. They should still have to go through inspections. What about the racism of the splashdown ride? Well, the splash that, mountain, that, that, that yeah, was that so, was, that's, <laughs> that's the state not being involved. I'll tell you that right now. But like, cause I agree with you here, right? I agree that they should not have special rights, but we are kind of kidding ourselves. If we think the reason he changed this policy or attempted to change this policy on Disney, I think he got it through the legislature. Didn't he, he he did, but then they pat before the changeover happened. They passed a bunch of ridiculous, like for the next hundred years, we get to do whatever we want type of restrictions. Right? I, it's hard to follow this stuff exactly, yeah. and everyone's kind of giving their own piece of this. But the bottom line is, Ron DeSantis is not doing this because he thinks the special um, area is 
uh, no. unfair on its face. It's it's no. because of this I additional uh, controversy with the way that they were jumping into politics. You know, it, when you when you have something that is so really great and you know it and others don't really know it and haven't been bringing it up. That's why you just want to play nice. Yeah, play nice. You just like, don't notice me. Don't notice me. And they weren't playing nice. And they thought they held all the cards. Well, you don't. Because there's been a lot of politicians over the years that have wanted to reverse this. This is not the first time people Mm -hmm. have talked about it. Oh, yeah. This is just the first time they actually got it done. So, you know, it's somebody jumping up, getting in your face and saying, really? I'll crush you. I'll crush you and the state saying, huh, well, that's interesting. I, I, I don't have to crush you. I, I'm just going to take away all those favors because right now you created the political environment. So I have the support to change that right now. They've been trying for decades, but everybody liked you. And so it could never be changed. But now you've made yourself unlikable, and I'm not holding the dogs at bay. Go ahead. Take it from them. But, but, if, because I think every conservative was on board with that, or most of them, right? Saying, yeah, you know what? They, they stepped in it, and they should have to pay a punishment. And he said, I can make them pay a punishment. But then they, right before this changeover did something to allow themselves to have many of these rights for a very long time in the Mm -hmm. future. Mm -hmm. And if his stance was, I will show you my power, and they said it's not going to work on us, and now they're suing, if he can't find a way to present this to the voters as a win, it's going to look bad for him, and it's going to be an anchor on his campaign. It's going to be bad, um, but especially because people don't understand how unfair... The business practice is of Disney. Yeah. Um, and that it was this is not something new. This has been argued about for a very long time. And so they think, oh, he's just being a bully. No, he's letting them. They created the situation to where that could pass. Um, and it will be a problem because Donald Trump will make it a huge oh, he will make issue. sure everybody knows oh yeah he'll make that a huge huge issue so and again like so far the answer has been you know you've heard rumors of like ah, we might build prisons on disney property it's like i don't think that's the way you're no. gonna get a win out of this he's no. got to find something to reverse what they did and it's i don't know what the legal ramifications of that but he needs to find that way so let me tell you about car shield our sponsor um when your car goes down, it's always a hassle, and it's never good. There's never a good time to spend money on your car. I hate it. I hate it. Um, you know, I don't know why I'm so unreasonable, but I'm like, I paid good money for this car. What do you mean it needs an oil filter chain? It's just, I just want it to run and never be a problem. That's unreasonable. And when it does break down, now with the chips and everything else, it is really expensive. I got a car shield for my trucks at the farm because I've got a couple of old trucks and I literally, they just, they're hauling stuff and doing work on the, on the farm and the ranch. And I want to drive them until the doors fall off. And when the doors fall off, I might just put a rope chain kind of across the door. Um, I want them to run. Well, I have car shield and they have saved me thousands of dollars in repair. I would have replaced these cars if I hadn't have had car shield. Uh, which I really didn't want to do. 
800-227-6100 to get the coverage like I have. Um, it will, you'll be driving your car longer if that's a goal of yours. Uh, and if it's just a goal of yours not to pay out for all the big things that happen, you're going to thank me for that too. Carshield.com slash Glenn. Carshield.com slash Glenn or call 800 227 6100. 800 227 6100. Carshield.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Let me throw this at you. How many people even have heard anything but maybe one news break about the April 15th shooting at a 16-year-old birthday party in Dadeville? Um, It's in Alabama. There were four people killed, 32 others injured, four of them critically. Okay? It happened at a dance studio. With a 16-year-old. It's one of the largest shootings in American history. It happened April 15th. Have you heard of it? What's wild about this is all of the kids that were killed are black. But all of the people that killed them were also black. They have now arrested six people. And they're all charged with four counts of murder. Okay, but this isn't getting any headlines. In fact, the BBC ran the story and said a community mourns and everyone in the picture was white. CNN did the same thing. Gosh, guys, why don't why aren't you standing on this story and why are you only featuring white people in that story? You want to talk about racism? You want to talk about using black people and not caring? Uh, I think this would be a strong case for that. The Glenn Beck Program.